It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We're talking NFL Week 7 picks and news, college football's big games this weekend, and uh, Major League Baseball's in the middle of an interesting playoff. We'll talk about that. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. And when you go to check out, use the code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. I'm your host, Vince Stover. I'm joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, uh, how you doing? I got you muted there. Oh, you're muted there, Dad. You got to unmute your mic. <laughs> this happened the other day at the local hour, which, by the way, you can go back and tune into the local hour. Uh, we aired it on uh, Monday night on YouTube, and it's also available audio-wise on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast at. Uh, as well, great show Monday night. Uh, two great guests came on the program, and uh, and we had great great conversations. So go back and listen to that. Dad, I'm sorry. What was that? How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. All right, we're up and rolling now. So there we go. So yeah, a lot going on in the sports world. And you talk about your local hour. I listened to that. You had great interviews on that this week. Those guys. Those football. We just we lost you again, Dad. It, it muted on you again. I don't know what's going on there. Something on your computer or something keeps clicking the mute button somehow or another. So you might have to switch over to your other device. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, but I appreciate what you're saying because you're right. There's a lot of good stuff happening on the local hour. Two great guests this week. Braden Sloan, the UAC Offensive Player of the Week, and Nick Cheeley joined us as well. 
Uh, Nick was great. Uh, Nick's been around for a while in the in the EKU program and uh, has plenty of adversity to fight through. He was able to do it and uh, got where he needed to be, and now he's playing, starting, all that good stuff as well. So go back and listen to that. If you like football and you like college sports, I think you're going to like that episode. So I'd, I'd encourage you to go check that one out and uh, and take a part of that as well. But we do have a lot going on in the sports world these days, including Major League Baseball, which uh, is geared up right now and still rolling. Actually, first inning is done uh, in, uh, let's see here, in Texas. And uh, so Houston and Texas are playing. They're tied up at 0-0 in this game. But, Dad, uh, the Rangers have a two-game lead heading into this one. So uh, pretty pretty wild, if you ask me. Pretty Pretty wild, if you ask me. Yeah, I've kind of got a lot of sound here trying to get off this one and get on the other one here from there. Yeah, it's been wild baseball playoffs, no doubt about that. Looks like Texas is going to maybe move on and the Phillies are as good as, you know, we thought they were going to be. So, Yeah, I mean, the Phillies definitely uh, the Phillies definitely have been phenomenal so far offensively. Uh, you look at these these four teams, I think that, Houston, Texas, and Philadelphia, we would all looked at a little bit more similar than Arizona, probably putting Arizona fourth on that list. But so far, of course, Texas scored runs all year long. Um, they've scored uh, two, two to nothing shutout in game one, five to four win in game two. And really what's been the most surprising thing about the Rangers this postseason has been their pitching, uh, able to overcome and uh, I think overachieve, honestly, up to this point in the playoffs especially. They look good. I still am going to stick with Houston for now. If Houston loses tonight, then I might have to abandon ship. But I'm going to stick with Houston for now. Um, their pitching, on the other hand, has uh, it's not been horrible, I guess, but it's not been what it needs to be. Philadelphia, on the other hand, Dad, they have uh, they've been a little wild. Uh, what last night uh, they come out and win ten to nothing. Uh, then on Sunday or Monday night they won five to three. They play again tomorrow night. Uh, in game number three, and they'll go to Arizona, and maybe that makes a difference for Arizona. Uh, but obviously, the Phillies have been there, done that uh, with their roster. Whereas Arizona, most of them, this is this is new new territory for them. Yes, yeah, it, it is no doubt about that. So um, again, I think Philadelphia is doing well, and um, we it is you know, like I said, new territory for Arizona, and of course. Um, Baseball playoffs have been good, and um, you know a, a lot of good baseball being played, and both hitting and pitching. So um, we'll we'll see. Should be a good World Series, no matter who's in it. There, hopefully so. Yeah, I don't know that I would be super excited about watching the Rangers and Phillies, but if that's what it is, it is what it is. And I think the World Series is a very fun event to watch, at the very least. Uh, let's head over to the NFL, Dad, and uh, stuff's going down in the NFL. Uh, Anthony Richardson out for the season, uh, season ending surgery. I, I think if he wasn't a rookie, this may not be the case, but it is what it is. They might as well get things fixed and take plenty of time to recover. Uh, let's see here. The Cardinals, uh, reinstated or kind of Kyler Murray. He's back at practice. He's now in the 21 day window to return to playing as well as Buda Baker. The New York Jets trade wide receiver McCole Hardman back to Kansas City as Kansas City has a hodgepodge of receivers down there, and Hardman rejoins the Chiefs as well. I'm not sure that really matters 
a whole lot as well. And then Jalen Ramsey, he's back to practice as well for Miami after being injured uh, earlier in the year and uh, looks like he's ahead of schedule to return, uh, which is all interesting news to say the least. None of it impacts a whole lot this week, I don't think, though. Um, let's talk about our picks a little bit, Dad. Last week, uh, I tried to, uh, you know, pick opposite of you. I felt like that was the way I needed to go, and it worked out again in my favor. Uh, last week, I got five of six. Um, you you were able to, to pull out two of six. And, Dad, I just I, have you learned your lesson on the Chargers yet? You, you just you can't pick the Chargers. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I was going to be okay on that one, but at the end I wasn't. So we will see. I was really hoping to get redemption on that one. But, um, yeah, so far it hasn't gone real well for me, so we'll see. I probably need to get all six right this week to get back in it. So, Well, as long as you're not picking the Chargers, you get a chance to do so. Um, let's get into the games this week. We'll start with our pick six where we pick one uh, each of the primetime games. And then three games of our choosing. We go against the spread. We do this on runyourpool.com. And uh, and other people can join in this competition if they'd like to as well. The link is in our Twitter page uh, there. Let's start with Thursday night, Dad. Uh, we've got a New Orleans versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville coming off a big win last week. Uh, New Orleans is the two and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, last week, like I said, Jacksonville, they took care of Indianapolis, uh, pretty, pretty easily overall, not a whole lot of issue, uh, there. And then the saints, they lost to the Texans. Uh, now they come their home. Uh, how do you feel about new Orleans versus Jacksonville? Again, the spreads two and a half in favor of new Orleans. Well, I know there's a little question, I guess, about Trevor Lawrence playing. So I wondered if that had to do with the line, but, um, I'm not a believer in New Orleans, even though they're at home, and I think Jacksonville is doing better. So I'll definitely pick Jacksonville um, with the two and a half on this one. Yeah, the strength of New Orleans is their defense, um, and I think it'll be a close game. Jacksonville's defense is solid as well. I like their offense better. It seems like they're starting to figure some stuff out. Travis Etienne had a big game last week. Uh, I, I also picked Jacksonville in this game as a two and a half point underdogs. I think it's close um, either way. I don't think anybody blows anybody out here, but I, I like what Jacksonville did last week. And I think that they can continue rolling uh, against New Orleans this week as well. Uh, Sunday night's game is uh, Philadelphia and Miami and Philadelphia losing last week to the Jets of all people. That's not ideal. Um, so uh, so that didn't work out well in their favor for sure. Miami, on the other hand, they beat up on the Panthers. That was an easy game for them uh, as well. So uh, coming into this game, though, two of the top-tier teams in the league, I'd say. Philadelphia is favored at home, but only by a point and a half, uh, which is interesting if you ask me. I would have thought it would have been a little bit higher than that. Uh, so which way do you go with Philadelphia and Miami? Um. Again, I like Philadelphia, but um, I'll, I'll go with Miami on this one. I think they're playing better right now. And uh, even though they're on the road, I don't know that Philadelphia will recover in this game. Miami's just really strong. And um, so, um, again, in the name of trying to get my picks right, I'll take Miami. <laughs> well, glad I'm glad you took Miami, Dad, because I'm going with Philadelphia 
in this one. Uh, I think Philadelphia being at home is the difference maker here. And so I'm going to go with Philadelphia in this game. Monday night, San Francisco 49ers beat up Bruges. We don't know who all is going to be there. They lost. Not only did they lose to the Cleveland Browns, they lost to P.J. Walker and the Cleveland Browns, which, by the way, put some respect on that Cleveland defense. Uh, but San Francisco, six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Minnesota. And Kirk Cousins, who coming off the win over the Bears, not a pretty win, but a win over the Bears this last week as well. Six-and-a-half points to the visiting 49ers. How do you go in this one? Um, again, you know, the 49ers were a little surprising last week, obviously, and I don't know who they'll have back, but, um, I'm not a believer in Minnesota and again, San Francisco, you know, got beat by PJ Walker, but Hey, this week they get Kirk Cousins. So they'll be okay. Their defense will be just fine to recover. So I'm going to go with San Francisco, even with the six and a half. Yeah. The defense wasn't the issue for San Francisco last week, for sure. I mean, they did allow 19 points, but uh, the offense was the main issue there, and I as well go San Francisco. I think Minnesota, they, they don't have the weapons now. and Jefferson out, it really hurts them. Um, I think fantasy-wise, Kirk Cousins still has value because he's going to be behind in games, throwing the ball a lot. But in this game, I think San Francisco, coming off the embarrassing loss last week, I think they get it back on track this week. So I'll take San Francisco even at six and a half points. Uh, all right, let's get into our other three random games. Uh, who's the first game you choose to pick? Um, well, I'm hoping that, that the Lions will come back down to earth, and I'm going to take the Baltimore at home, two and a half over Detroit. Um, maybe Detroit will keep rolling. Maybe they're better than we think. But, um, again, I think this is a good chance for Baltimore uh, to get going and being there at home with two and a half. Uh, I'll go Baltimore over Detroit. Well, Detroit is definitely better than I thought they were. Um, I gave them zero credit coming into this year, and and uh, they have definitely proven me wrong. They are a lot better than I thought they were. That being said, now that I, I hate to do this, but I picked Baltimore too, Dad. Um, now that I know that I'm wrong, I might switch it. But no, I picked Baltimore uh, at home, two and a half. I like what they've been doing as of late as well. I like what their offense is doing. I think they're starting to find some things there too. And uh, they, they did decent numbers over across the pond and uh, coming back. Now, I need Zay Flowers on my fantasy team. <laughs> I need him to have a big game. Got him in two different leagues. Uh, so, But no, I, I think Baltimore wins the game. Again, Detroit might, might continue to prove me wrong, but I go Baltimore as well, minus two and a half at home. Uh, who's game number two for you? Uh, you'll be happy with this one. I'll take Kansas City over the Chargers. Won't take. <laughs> Chargers this week. Kansas City, again, I think is rolling. And um, at home, five and a half, I think they're in good shape over the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, had I not learned my lesson, I had to pick the Chargers in this game. I actually think it's a little bit of one of those, I think it's one of those games where the Chargers might come out and surprise some people. But I refuse to pick the Chargers, so I did not pick this game uh, in here. Although if I did, I actually would probably go L.A. in this one. Uh, I went with the New York football giants as one and a half point underdogs and uh, against Washington, they are home. New York is, I just don't think New York is as bad as their one and five record is. And I don't think Washington is as good as their three and three record is. So therefore I'm taking a shot here with the giants. Uh, I listen, I picked the giants last week against Buffalo to cover and they did. 
and I think they're going to do it again. I like them better without Daniel Jones in the lineup, by the way. I think they're a little bit more conservative, less risks, and actually it helps them to a degree. Uh, I'm going to go Giants over Washington. Any thoughts on that game? Well, I'm a, you know, a little surprised at your pick because you always have a conspiracy theory about teams tanking, trying to get a quarterback, and <laughs> with uh, Jones being hurt, you know, the Giants are in a good spot right now. Washington's hard to figure. I think they're the better team, uh, but one week they'll play better and the next week they won't. So I stayed away from this one, um, and um, but I, I think Washington easily could win this one. Um. There was some Caleb Williams news this week uh, that came out that I don't know that people are as, as excited to get him as they were two days ago. Uh, supposedly, he's going to be asking for a percentage of the team that he gets drafted by, uh, some equity in the team, which the NFL won't allow, so he can't do it. But that just tells me, I think I want to steer clear of that guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he might be the talent. He may not be worth the headache. Uh, so maybe the Giants aren't tanking now because they don't want anything to do uh, with, with that nonsense. Uh, we will see. Uh, last game. Oh, no, your, your next game. Yeah, your next game. I will take um, the Packers have to get back on track here, and they're favored even on the road. But um, surely they'll be able to beat Denver, so I'll go with Green Bay over, Detroit, or over Denver. Well, I knew we were going to both pick this game. I'm with you, too. I think Aaron Jones plays hopefully this week, and I hope that he's a little bit more healthy and and we get to see him run the ball a lot. Denver is so bad. You know they're tanking. Uh, there, there's no conspiracy theory about that one. Sean Payton not happy with Russell Wilson. They're trading off defenders. They're going to be trading off everybody that they can here in the next couple of weeks. Morale is low. Green Bay should come in. You know, they got the altitude issues and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I agree. Green Bay wins this game by more than a point and a half. Uh, so I'll take Green Bay here as well. And I knew we were going to pick that game the same, uh, but I was hoping you didn't pick Baltimore. You did. Now I'm scared to death I'm going to get that one wrong. But that's okay. Um, all right, let's talk through some of these other games. Uh, interesting game in the NFC South. Tampa Bay at home against Atlanta. Two and a half point favorites. I wanted to take Tampa in this one, but I know they're a little banged up too. Um, I probably would still pick Tampa to win this game, but I think Atlanta's starting to find a little bit of traction as well. This could be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, it is. This is the other game I almost picked. I actually had it written down first, and then I changed um, on this one. But, um, yeah, it'd be an interesting game there in the South, which, again, is turning out not to be a real strong uh, division. <laughs> But uh, we'll see if Baker can keep going. I think, you know, Baker is better than uh, the quarterback in Atlanta. So um, we'll see. Uh, the game that I know you're going to be dialed into this week, Dad, Las Vegas and Chicago. The Raiders on the road are the three-and-a-half-point favorite. Chicago is bad. I mean, they're just bad. There's no question about it. Coach is going to get fired. Um, they might even move on from the quarterback, which I think would be a mistake personally. Uh, but – uh, nonetheless, that's going on. But Vegas is uh, coming off the win over New England last week, feeling pretty good about themselves, and the Bears are bad. So I'd, I'd go Raiders in this one uh, just because of how bad the Bears are. Yeah, I, I think you have to go with the Raiders in this one. I even thought about picking it, but I couldn't make myself do that really. Um, but, yeah, I think the Bears are – uh, in trouble, you know, they won a game, won a game, you know, scored a lot, but then couldn't come back against Minnesota. So, um, I think it'll only continue to get uglier in Chicago. 
Buffalo eight and a half point favorites on the road against New England. Buffalo doesn't look the part every every week, but they are still four and two. New England, on the other hand, they're looking rough. Uh, looks like they got a lot of issues too. Uh, just to pick the winner, I'd say easily Buffalo and eight and a half. They might take care of that too. Yeah, I, I think they might. Again, it's a division game, but New England really is not. You know, they've really got problems. Uh, yeah. No about it and they're going to be down there near the bottom so um, um and buffalo like I said kind of goes up and down but i think they can cover they definitely should win cleveland coming off the high of a big win against san francisco with a backup quarterback deshaun watson still out and says he can't put a timetable on his return by the way he has been medically cleared but watson says he's not ready to come back yet indianapolis comes off a big loss to jacksonville but i think things settle in for indy this week Gardner Minshew, I'll take him over P.J. Walker, although I really do like P.J. Walker. The defense for Cleveland is elite. I don't think that they're going to rebound well off the big win. I'm going to pick Indianapolis over Cleveland this week. Um, I, this will be a, a real interesting game to watch, and it'll be close again. I've kind of liked Cleveland and think they're going to do better this year, but I like Indianapolis too. But with Richardson out now, I don't know where they're going to go. Um, Minshew you know, has done well. And, um, you know, where's this game at? Indianapolis. Yeah, I, I think then there'd be a good chance Indianapolis could win, even though I'll probably be for uh, Cleveland in this one. Uh, the Rams are at home against Pittsburgh. They're favorited by three and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh's underachieved, even though they're three and two at this point. I feel like the Rams have overachieved at three and three. Cooper Cup is back, had a big game last week. Uh, Pittsburgh's been unable to get their offense going to this point. There's been a lot of talks about bringing people in to help. Haven't done so yet. Rams are the favorite. I'm still hanging on to that Pittsburgh a little bit, though. feel like they're a team that can eventually break out, and I'm not sure the Rams have enough talent overall. I'm going to go Pittsburgh over the Rams in this game. Yeah, I would go too because their defense is really really good and um again you know they've underachieved rams have overachieved even though it's at the rams um i i think pittsburgh could win this one seattle at home hosts arizona arizona one and five but they've surprised a lot of people this year kyler murray's back at practice joshua dobbs still the qb1 at the moment seattle seven and a half point favorites i'm not sure that i would uh, I think Arizona might actually be able to cover at seven and a half, but I think Seattle wins this game. I think Seattle should win the game, but I do think Arizona could cover that one. So um, I, again, Arizona has not in some ways been as bad as we thought, but um, again, you know, they're, they're trying to get that, that number one pick, like you said. So we will see. Uh, last week, that's it for this, this week's games. There are some fun ones definitely there to keep an eye on last week, a couple surprises. The chiefs kind of laid an egg. They won 19 to eight on Thursday night against the Broncos, but um, a little concern there. They bring back McCole Hardman this week. I don't think that does a whole lot to help them, but the chiefs, maybe they just walked into this one knowing they were going to win and uh, you know, just didn't perform well possibly in this game. Uh, Bengals got a big win over the Seahawks. It was a close one came down to it. Uh, Vikings. We talked about a little bit before, a close one against Chicago, but got the win as well. But the big surprises were Cleveland, of course, uh, winning the Jets, beating the undefeated Eagles as well. But, Dad, what I want to talk about is the Houston Texans. They win the game 20-13 to against the Saints. C.J. Stroud has put himself at the top of the rookie of the year list. 
Um, he's been really, really good so far, and they've done it really without a run game. Uh, Singletary had 58 yards. Pierce had 34 yards. But at the end of the day, they've done it with defense and C.J. Stroud, ultimately, with Nico Collins, um, uh, Dalton Schultz, the tight end. Brandon Woods didn't have a big game this week, but has done well also. Uh, I'm impressed with what Houston's doing. I mean, they're they're contenders for that division at the moment. Yes, I, I think, you know, Stroud, of course, we both liked him, and I think he's doing extremely well. Uh, but I think the key in Houston is they got the right coach to be able to walk in and change the culture as quickly as he has and get people believing. Um, I think that's a big part of it. And again, they're in a division where they're going to have a shot. And, boy, that'd be crazy if um, – you know, Houston challenging for the division, but they very well may be. Yeah, appreciate you watching. We got a comment from the Case and Nate podcast viewing in. Chiefs offense does not look the same as we're used to seeing, and ain't that the truth? Uh, at the same time, these Chiefs have come in, and they're just not ex- as explosive as they've been. They don't have a running back. That I mean, I like what Pacheco is doing. He's doing enough for them, but they don't have that true, legit number one receiver. Travis Kelsey is, but Outside of that, there's there's a lot of things trying to figure out um, for sure. And, yeah, it's it's intriguing to see what the Chiefs are doing. Are you concerned, Dad, about Kansas City? Um, they lead their division. They're 5-1. and one. Next up is 3-3 three and three Las Vegas. So are you concerned about what Kansas City's looked like to this point in the season? Or no concern because Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, it'll all work itself out? Yeah, I, I, I'm not concerned about the Chiefs at this point. I think they're going to be fine. And um, like you said, there's some weapons, you know, maybe they don't have, but they tend to, you know, again, I think Andy Reid's, a, you know, a key there. Of course, you've got the best quarterback with Mahomes and you got Kelsey. So, um, no, I, I think Kansas City's fine at this point. Let's talk through these divisions real quick. Miami leads the East 5-1. and one. Buffalo right there behind him at four and two. The Jets surprisingly three and three. And the Patriots surprisingly at one and five. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if they were three and two or two and three for whatever reason, but uh one and five is uh or three and three, excuse me. But one and five is I don't know. I didn't expect that one from New England. Miami, though, on top now. I still think the Bills are the best team in the East, Dad. Uh, but Miami to this point has the better record. Yes, I, I think the Bills should be. Well, Miami's awfully good. So I think yeah. it's also up with those two. And, um, you know, we'll see as it goes along. I don't think the Jets will be a factor, but we'll see. So all season long in the Fantasy Baseball Show, I focused a lot on run differentials uh, for teams who scored runs, who allowed runs. If you look at the AOC East, Dad, the Dolphins outscore everyone. They're, they got 223 points for 156 points against, which is very respectable, decent, everything like that. Buffalo, they've only scored 173, which actually is near the top of the league, uh, but they've allowed only 89 points against them, Dad. The only teams better than that, Cleveland Browns with 77, and that is, let's see here, San Francisco has 87, Tampa has 88, so you see they're in that that realm right there, top five defense. And um, that's what I like about Buffalo more so than what I like about Miami at, at the end of the day. In the AOC North, Baltimore leads four and two. They've been really solid offensively and defensively. Pittsburgh and Cleveland are at three and two. Neither one of them have put up very many points. 
Cincinnati at three and three. I still like them better than Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Dad. But I really like what Baltimore's doing this year. Yeah, I again, I think Cincinnati will, um, you know, they're on the bye this week, but I, I think they're headed in the right direction. Again, you know, we talked about earlier, I think this, this division is very, very competitive and we'll see how it shakes out. I, th- I think it'll be a, a very close race down the line. Um, and Baltimore hasn't been greatly consistent, even though I do like them. And uh, so we'll see. The only the division that won all of their games last week was the AFC North. And by the way, the NFC South lost all their games last week. Um, the AFC South, Jacksonville leads at four and two. Indy and Houston are right behind them at three and three. And oh, so sad to see the lowly Titans uh, in last place at two and four. I do hate it for my guy, Matthew Jackson. But outside of that, uh, I, I love to see the misery in Tennessee. That being said, Dad, this division's close. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they're really close. Jacksonville has the most talent, but Indianapolis and Houston aren't going to let them run away with it, I don't think. Yeah, and again, I mean, as much as we like the Titans where they're at right now, seem like they always have a knack of coming on and uh, winning some down the line. Uh, it is really going to depend on the division. Um, if the division teams can, you know, have good luck against the Titans, then the Titans will be done. I, I Listen, I, typically I agree with you on this one, but I don't this time. Titans, they don't have a quarterback situation figured out. Tannehill is the best guy in the room, but they don't have, he doesn't have the support of the program at this point. Um, They tried a little bit of Willis, hasn't been great. Eventually, they're going to try a little bit of Will Levis. We'll see how that turns out. I don't think it'll be great either. I think the Titans are done for. I'll scratch him off the list. I think that Houston is the second place team in the South. Indianapolis, I don't think will be. I like Gardner Minshew enough but I don't think he's going to be able to pull them through. So I actually like Houston jumping up into that two spot. Jacksonville, though, ultimately will win the division by two or three games, even though they should win it by four or five. Uh, The AFC West, it's Kansas City and nobody else. Chargers are two and three. Raiders are three and three. Broncos are one and five. I don't really want to spend much time on this, Dad. Uh, We are Andy Reid supporters on this program. And by the way, Coach Reid, you're always invited. To come on the show. I know you watch every week, so you're invited to come on anytime that you want. Uh, but Kansas City will run away with this division before it's all said and done. NFC East, Dad, Philadelphia lost the first game of the season for them. Five and one on the year. Dallas right behind them at four and two. I don't think either of us think Washington or New York are going to stay in that race or stay anywhere, get anywhere close to that race. Philadelphia is the better team. I know you don't like to say anything good about Dallas, so I doubt you will. Any thoughts on Philadelphia and Dallas in the East? Well, again, I think Philadelphia will rebound. I don't know what they will this week against Miami. Uh, Dallas has been kind of, you know, perplexing because, boy, early in the year it looked like, you know, they were definitely going to be contenders. They were one of the top teams in the NFC. But with some of their losses, they've kind of dropped down to the next tier. Um, but like I said, you know, with, with New York and Washington in there, um, you know, um, we'll see. I, I don't know. Philadelphia should be the class of that division, but we'll see. Yeah, I, mean, I think Philadelphia and San Francisco are the top of the NFC. The next tier down, I put Dallas, and then I think there's another tier after that for Detroit. I don't. I still don't put Detroit up in that spot, and 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 maybe I'm foolish in doing so, but um, I got Dallas above. I think Dallas is the clear number three in in the NFC. Detroit's the clear number four in the NFC, and then after that, you know what? Seattle. Um, somebody in the South. I mean, 
the NFC is not very good this year. Uh, the North is Detroit, five and one. They're going to win this division. No one's going to catch them. Green Bay, I like to think Green Bay is going to end on the on a positive, you know, plus plus five hundred nine wins, whatever it may be. I'm not sure they'll get there. Minnesota's looking rough, and Chicago, we've already talked about, looking rough as well. I don't know. Any comments on Detroit, Green Bay? Well, like I said, right now Detroit definitely is in, you know, a, a good spot. Again, I hope Green Bay will, you know, bounce back if they get people healthy. Um, we will see. But yeah, the division is not real strong, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I hope they bounce back too. But you don't really think Green Bay is going to win the division this year, do you? Um, right now, you'd have to look at it and say no. But again. Um, <laughs> It really depends on Detroit. If Detroit keeps winning and, you know, even wins two out of every three games, then no, you're not going to catch up. Uh, um, Detroit becomes Detroit and all of a sudden goes on a four-game losing streak, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I, I appreciate your optimism, but uh, no, this division's done. Um, hopefully Green Bay can just make it, you know, serviceable the rest of the year. Uh, NFC South, I mean, goodness, nobody's going to the Super Bowl here. Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina. Carolina's winless. Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans all with three wins. The Bucs uh, are three and two uh, with their bye already taking place. I don't know, Dad. I, Atlanta seems to be coming on. I don't know that they're better than Tampa this year. I don't. I think the division winner is a nine-win team. Um, if that even, it might be an eight win team. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's between Tampa and Atlanta. I'd still lean Tampa, but I, this one's up for grabs. I think you're right. This could be one, somebody that wins with eight wins. So, um, no doubt about that. Um, unless Tampa really, you know, makes a move there. Cause I don't think Atlanta, uh, will, and I don't think new Orleans will. And um, we just got to hope Carolina maybe wins the game. <laughs> I don't have to hope that at all. Um, they don't even have their first round pick, which stinks for them. Uh, San Francisco, the clear front runner in the West. Seattle's respectable. I'm impressed with Seattle. Last year they did this too. Uh, Geno Smith at quarterback. They've been able to make good things happen. I think San Francisco, even with injury issues, is the best team. Their defense is so good. I think San Fran uh, Seattle holds on the number two. I think Seattle makes the playoffs this year. I don't think the Rams do at the end of the day, though. Uh, so I think it kind of ends the way it sits right now. San Francisco, Seattle, L.A., Arizona. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That should be the order it ends, and Seattle seems to be very competitive. All right, any other NFL thoughts before we transition over to the college level? No, like I said, it's just, boy, it's, it's just, you know, the NFL's been interesting every week when you got the big Cleveland win last week and Philadelphia losing, you know. Uh, from there, and uh, I think that's the stories. I think I think really more than Cleveland winning and the Jets winning. It was you know the Eagles losing and the 49ers losing. That was the big, the big issues. So um, we, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, let's transition to college football because Dan, it's that time of year. Tennessee and Alabama. Uh, at Alabama, last year, Tennessee wins in, in Knoxville. This year, both of them with one loss. Alabama's a nine-point favorite in this game. I was a little surprised to see that number that high. Alabama, listen, they're winning, uh, but I don't think anyone looks at Alabama and is scared of them anymore. Uh, they beat Arkansas by three. They beat A&M by six. 
Uh, they crushed Mississippi State, uh, and they beat Ole Miss respectably as well. But at the end of the day, Dad, um, listen, I don't believe in Joe Milton. I said this at the beginning of the year, even as a Tennessee fan. I thought, and I still think, Joe Milton gets benched at some point this season. They bring in the freshman, Nico, and go from there. I don't know if it's this game or not, and maybe Joe Milton proves me wrong, and I'd be nothing more than happy to see that happen. I don't see how Tennessee beats Alabama this week, but I don't think they lose by a bunch. I think it's a close game at the very least. Yeah, this this will be a tough one to win because of the game last year with Alabama. But Alabama is not the team they've been. Like you said, right. they're scaring anybody there. Um, Tennessee has played some pretty good defense, and um, it, you know uh, this this will be this will be interesting. Um, it'd be great for Tennessee uh, to win. That would really change the season around here. Um, <coughs> But, um, you know, like I said, I guess I won't be surprised if Alabama wins, but I don't believe it's a given like it has been in the past. And, um, you know, Joe Milton, I, I don't know. I mean, I know what you say. And, you know, a few weeks ago, there was a lot of clamor about it. Um, he does bring some weapons to the table, no doubt about that. And uh, they've got a running backs. They have they a committee, great group of running backs. they got a good offensive line. So, uh, really, that's where the game will be won or lost against Alabama is in the front, offensive and defensive uh, line. And whoever controls that, and normally Alabama controls that. They've got the All Americans up there and everything, um, but I don't know that they do this year quite the same. So I think that will be the difference. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, everybody's leaning Alabama, of course, as well. Tennessee's offense has been better um, overall, and their run game has been better than Alabama's to this point in the year, which was is kind of odd. Uh, to say the least. Defensively, they've been really even, Alabama and Tennessee, that is. So, I don't know. I just I, I don't have a good feeling about this one uh, this weekend. Uh, but there's other big games going on. Number seven, Penn State comes into Ohio State, number three, Ohio State, both undefeated. Uh, I think both of them beat Michigan, by the way, uh, in, in, the next, in the coming weeks. But I'm not sure how this one goes down. I, I've got Ohio State at the beginning of the year I picked over Penn State. Uh, so, so I'll stick with that. Ohio State, four-and-a-half-point favorites. They're still trying to get that quarterback situation to look a little better than it has. Um, I, I don't know. How do you feel about this one? You're up, you're up in that neck of the woods. Yeah, I, I think Ohio State, this is a chance for them to kind of really make a statement and move up from where they're at. Penn State, you know, has had good teams the last few years and have a good team this year, but they really have issues, you know, with their schedule. Um, but you're right. They may be able to beat Michigan down the line. Michigan may lose a couple. I think Ohio State will handle the situation here this week, and it's at Ohio State, so we'll see. Well, Ohio State's strength is their passing offense. Uh, the Penn State strength is their rushing defense. So it isn't going to hurt Ohio State if they don't get the run game going as well as they'd like because they still have incredible talent out there uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, when it all comes down to it, Penn State's a very balanced team, passing and rushing. Um, Ohio State leans passing over rushing. And again, defensively, Penn State's been really good against the run. I, I I don't know. I, I think Ohio State, if they're since Ohio State's at home, especially, it makes it a little easier to go with Ohio State in that one. Uh, let's see here. Duke and Florida State. Who would have thought anybody would have cared about that? Uh, that's a game on Saturday. That's a primetime game on ABC, actually. 
Duke five and one, Florida State six and zero. Utah and USC. USC comes off a, a, a tough loss. Big favorites though in that game as well. Uh, any games you're interested in, intrigued in with the college football slate this weekend? Well, I'll be interesting to see um, if Oklahoma and Washington can continue going. It was a big win for Washington. And, of course, Oklahoma, a big win over Texas. So it'll be interesting um, to see if they can continue. Uh, USC obviously dropped down a little bit and uh, really surprised about that big loss to Notre Dame. And so college football, I, I think probably the top three or four teams will, will be fairly clear like it usually is. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of good teams, a lot of good bowl games, because a lot of good teams do the top 10 or 12, I think. Yeah, so right now you're looking at Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. That's the top four. Ohio State and Michigan State play each other, so one of those is getting knocked out. That would pop Washington up if they can continue to win. Oklahoma's right there. Penn State, again, Penn State and Ohio State are playing, so that's going to knock one of those guys out of the playoff race, at least for the time being. North Carolina, they're at number 10, but they're undefeated and working their way up as well. Uh, Oregon, Texas, both with one loss in the top 10 currently. But to me, that's what you're looking at right now. Georgia, uh, uh, Michigan or Ohio State, Eileen, Ohio State. Uh, I don't, I mean, Florida State, they're good. They're better than they have been. I don't know that they're a top four team in the nation, though. And again, we'll see them. They, they'd have to face off against North Carolina. So one of those teams knocks out. Washington's the team, Dan. They, they're better than I thought they were. I knew they were going to be good. I had them, I don't remember, 10 wins, I think, uh, something like that. But I've been impressed with what Washington's doing. And, uh, and Oklahoma though, you mentioned them dad, and we have, we have sooner fans that watch our program and, uh, man, Oklahoma has impressed me. I, I, I love their coach Venables. I wasn't sure this was going to be the year he had it all together. It looks like he does though. And now it's just a matter of making the run the rest of the season. This week's UCF. They shouldn't have a problem there. Next week, uh, is Kansas who's been again, decent this year then Oklahoma State, then West Virginia, then BYU, then TCU. Dad, all of these teams currently have four or more wins on the year. By the time Oklahoma faces them, I'm not sure where they'll be. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, they don't have a super tough schedule the rest of the way out. So they'll still have to win the Big 12, but they should end the regular season undefeated unless something jumps up and surprises them. Uh, there. So Oklahoma has a path, a clear path, if in my opinion, to get there. Uh, Florida State, on the other hand, Dad, I don't know what's your what's your thoughts on them because again they got Duke this week, who's five and one, but Florida State's a fourteen and a half point favorite, so they're supposed to win that one. They got Wake at three and three. Pitt is a two and four right now. Miami, okay, whatever, four and two. North Alabama, that's that doesn't make any sense, and then Florida to end the year. I mean. Florida State has a path. I just I feel like they're going to lose one of these games at least along the way. Yeah, Florida State you know, has a schedule where they could continue to win out. Uh, I guess since they don't care, you know, play North Carolina, and um, we'll see. I don't again. I don't think Florida State. I agree with you. It's not necessarily a top four team, um, but you know, we'll see how it goes. If Washington runs the table, they're going to be in, Dad. I mean, they've got USC, Utah. Oregon State, all ranked opponents still left on the schedule. They got Stanford this week, Washington State, excuse me, Arizona State this week, then Stanford, and they closed the year against Washington State. But everybody else 
is ranked. And uh, so, you know, they're working their way and they've got it, got it set out in front of them uh, to go the rest of the way. The other team I do want to talk about, though, is North Carolina. Again, undefeated right now. A tough game. Uh, uh, not this week. This week they're playing Virginia. Then Georgia Tech. Then they got Campbell, of all people. Uh, but then they got North uh, North Carolina, or excuse me, Duke, uh, Clemson, NC State to end. Really, that Duke game is the only one on the schedule. Well, Clemson, outside of that, Dad, North Carolina has a chance. Um, they wouldn't have to face Florida State until the ACC championship at this point. Yeah, I, again, I'm, I'm don't know if I'm as much a believer in North Carolina, but like you said, the schedule kind of makes a difference, and um, we'll see. They still have Clemson, you said? Yeah. Yeah, that could be the game that catches them there. but um, And that might be a great game for the ACC championship with Florida State and Carolina. Could be. Could be. Uh, then, Dad, last college game I want to talk about is the grudge match. Uh, EKU travels to uh, Gardner-Webb, who knocked out EKU in the playoffs, FCS playoffs last year. They face off on Saturday. Gardner-Webb is not near as good as they were last year. EKU should dominate. You want to hear more about that? Go listen to Monday's episode of the Sports Stove Local Hour. All right, Dad, give us, I don't know, 10 seconds on NHL. Give us give us a little little spit on NHL. What's going on out there? Well, again, you know, it's, it's just off to the start. And, um, you know, after the first week, you don't know, Edmonton hadn't had a win. And then Predators big last night. So um, there's no real direction yet. Like I said, this, this year I'm doing fantasy hockey, so I can with it a little bit more there. Um, Predators, like I said, kind of got dominated the other night. The other two losses, they played really well in, and they won one. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we'll, we'll see. It'll take a few weeks before I think things really shake out as far as um, what teams start to be dominant at the top. Las Vegas, Colorado, New York Islanders, and Boston Bruins, all undefeated so far into the season. Uh, there. So there you go. There's my hockey hockey tidbit for the day. Uh, by the way, our buddy Kevin Wilson, he dropped his first hockey fantasy baseball article on bellyupfantasysports.com. Go check that out as well as all the other fantasy updates over on bellyupfantasysports.com. Uh, I, Dad, am going to be in a basketball league this year. Haven't done that in a while. Uh, so looking forward to that, a Belly Up Basketball League. We'll see how that goes. NBA, of course, starts up. I think next week is uh, game number one of the season for the NBA. So everything's rolling. MLB is winding down. Everybody else is in the heart of what's going on or in the beginning of what's going on as well. All right, Dad, anything else we need to talk about before we head out tonight? Nope, I think we're good um, tonight, and I'm sure a lot, a lot will happen before next week. It seems like it does all the time here, so. Something's always happening, that's for sure. By the way, Houston's up 4 nothing at the end of the third inning uh, right now in the Houston-Texas game. Uh, a lot of fun going on in Major League Baseball. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use that code STOVE15 for 15% off your purchase. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.